Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Keith Oaks. Man, do we have a treat for everybody today because they thankfully do not have to listen to Chad Prather. (laughs) I love you, Chad. Just kidding. No, you get to listen to me a little bit more, unfortunately, for you all. We got producer Zach in the house and... uh, We also have our guest co-host this week, who I'm super excited to have on, which is Jasmine Brand. How are you, Jasmine? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. We, uh, Chad is out traveling, obviously, with a lot of, um, he's got a ton of things, shows going on and stuff, and Jasmine is somebody that I've known for a little while who's marketing specialist, brand specialist, and we'll get into more of her story and what she does later on in the show, but I thought she was going to be a perfect guest co-host to have on and and help bring us some... uh, really some marketing branding because yeah. we, we haven't talked a whole lot about that even though chad for instance is a you know he's branded himself in in a way of, of how it is but i as i listen back I, you know we zach it's funny we we haven't talked a whole lot about that and and i don't know why but i thought this would be the perfect time and we found some good headlines you had a really rock star one so and just for everybody to know as well what we do is we take headlines and we we don't necessarily get into the meat of the headlines in, in specific debating that topic as much as we tried. Mm-hmm. We, we, that headline grabbed us to make us figure out how to spin that to help you in your personal or relationships and, and business as well. So we'll get started off here sure. with uh, Jasmine. You, you said you had a pretty good one. I did. I did. And I'm glad to be the brown female version of Chad today. Thanks for having <laughs> me on. I like that. Hashtag brown female version of Chad. Yeah. So this isn't a political headline. It is and it isn't. Uh, Louise Linton, the wife of Treasury Secretary Steve Munchen, posted a cringeworthy Instagram post yesterday, followed by a public reply that was basically her bragging about all her designer clothes and and basically was kind of a mean post. And although she's deleted the post now, people are still up in arms about it. And it kind of brings up the point about what to post on social, even if it's not you directly. And what when is a mean post? Was it a mean post because of what she said or just because she was bragging that she had some really nice things? It was her reply back to one of her comments. Um, it was about, she kind of basically said, we pay more in taxes than you, so we're kind of allowed to post like this. Gotcha. So it was a mean girl post. It was, it was a very passive-aggressive very. response. Yeah, I went and looked at it. I was like, hmm, that's pretty, I mean, not necessarily mean, but mean girl, exactly, like you, you just said. Yeah. Now, it was. Well, it was because then she made comments which told you that she went back to the girl's profile gotcha. and looked her up. Because she said your kids are cute and you're cute. And cute in that, in yeah, that yeah, didn't mean cute. That's yeah, like that's yeah, like in the South, bless your heart. That's right. Yes. She was like, you have a cute life. And exactly. It's like, that's very <laughs> condescending. Hashtag cute life. But yeah. let me ask you this. Uh, I guess so the original post, because she had like hashtag Louis Vuitton, hashtag yeah. all that and all these nice things. Now, is it different though, mm-hmm. if you Jasmine Brand posted your Louis Vuitton and said hashtag Louis Vuitton or something, does that, that conversation doesn't happen, does it? You know what it is? It's it's not about posting Louis Vuitton because I think if you have if But isn't that what started it? It was. Yeah. And it was her it was basically kind of a um egregious display of wealth. Especially in this time now when she's in the public eye. You know, her husband is the Secretary of Treasury. That's what I was getting at. It mattered because of the brand and That's what right. they were doing. Like if you're a public sector mm-hmm. in the commercial world, you're in business to make money and to not you know, you're not getting paid by tax dollars, correct? Right. So you could there would be no a backlash for you to say hashtag Louis Vuitton. Nobody would be saying, oh, you're flaunting it. But when you're getting paid by tax dollars, yep. 
and you're flaunting all of that is a big difference. It is, but you know what? It leads us to think, though, that it's not just about, you know, if you're in politics or you're CEO or famous. It's really anyone now. If you're in a high public position and anyone in your circle of trust, I call it, you really need to be aware and mindful of what you post. So it's not just that the Secretary of Treasury's wife. It's actually we also have to be mindful, too. You know, you're talking about mindful of your posting as well, but, you know, what about that old adage? What is your belief on you know, they say sometimes those salespeople, like if you're a really good salesperson, show up like you're, you're broke so they don't think they're making a lot of mm-hmm. money on you. But then you've got the other side of the house that says you need to show up looking really sharp and good because people only want to do business with people they know are successful. Isn't that an old, like, that's kind of a, a tough line, don't it's you think? It's true, but, you know, we can look at kind of Kim Kardashian, which is, you know, people love and hate her, but people, that's what her brand is. It's mm-hmm. about wealth. It's about her kind of display. So I think it depends on how you position yourself. If you position yourself from the get-go as, I love luxury things, I love fashion, then people aren't going to be so hesitant to criticize you for it. But she kind of came out the gate. She just married him, too, so that's a whole oh, other thing. They okay. just got married in June, and she's 36. He's 50-ish. So I think that's also some immaturity there, too. So it, it, it's just about positioning, but it's also about how you kind of brand yourself, too. Do you think that in today's world, especially, I mean, everything's in the Internet, and I'm always telling people, you know, Googling your own name mm-hmm. is very important because not only, obviously, what's out there about you, which I hope you would know, is that, number two, a lot of people your same names, and... Anything you post can and will come back on you. We talk, I had you at my kickoff meeting yeah. as a guest speaker a couple years back, yeah. and it was right before the election. And I had Jasmine come, and I wanted Jasmine to be talking about the presence on social media mm-hmm. that just know the consequences, right? Like um, if, you're, if you love Donald Trump and you're posting about him and you meet with a client and that client loves Hillary Clinton and they Google you when you leave and find a post about Donald Trump, they're probably not going to do business with you. Right. So as long as you know that and are aware that the consequence of losing business over it, is that worth it? Well, you know, I think as we talked about a couple of years, and I'm still preaching professional lifestyle. Right? I love that. Explain that. I love this. So thing. a lot of times people say you need to think you need to have a personal brand and you have a professional. We no longer live in that world when you can separate the two. We just don't because of social media. So I live my life and I tell my clients to live themselves, their lives professionally, meaning My personal life and my professional life at any time could see what I'm posting. If I live a life like that and I do business like that, I can't offend either one. Meaning my personal people won't say, Jasmine, you're being stuffy and you're bragging all the time about your business. But then my clients won't say, oh, my gosh, she had a cocktail in her hand. What's she doing? Right. So professional means living life as you do, but just keeping mindful that there's people on both sides of your world that could see what you post. Well, and then real in the reality of today is, is there isn't there. You can't separate like uh, like back in the day when Facebook kind of really started hitting the whole people being made famous with Mm -hmm. social media and things. They could have a private Facebook page for their friends and then. They had like this public page. Well, nowadays that's really out the window because right. we really don't know the privacy laws that Facebook lets that's you exactly have, right? right? And it's companies too. Companies need to be personal. Sometimes yep. it's all professional and they're all promoting, 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 and not letting the personal side and the fun side of the company come out. Versus the other side too, we've got companies. It's all fun, company culture, but not really talking about the what they do in their services. So, how do you know that line? Like, if you're somebody out there right now, if we got some of our listeners that are either have a small business or that they're trying to, or let's just say they're they're trying to move up in their company as a whole is just an employee mm-hmm. what is that line of getting outside the box to do something a little different and crossing over the line of what is accepted and not i think you have to look at who pays you so the person that pays me are the clients that i work with and so would my clients be okay with me posting something about donald trump um some might and some may not so therefore i choose not to post because you don't that. know right but if i'm out having a beer i definitely have vocal viewpoint so it's offline and if you're an employee your boss would you be okay with your boss seeing you drink cocktails or talk about a girl or anything like that 
Yeah, and and you've also got to get into that arena. If you're mm -hmm. have the small business been around forever and you're trying to avoid the social media, that's right. Not being on social media nowadays is like uh, the no credit is bad credit that's thing. That's right. That if that everybody you you know everybody listening to it, you can you could be the one sitting here going, oh, you're wrong. I don't have to be on that crap. Mm -hmm. But you tell me the last time you met to do business with somebody and you didn't Google their name when you, they left to figure out more about them, right? That's right. So there's a lot. If there ain't nothing about you on there, I'm going. Well, Who is this? There's what are they nine, nine year olds making millions of dollars with social. So for that very reason, you need to be on there. <laughs> I love it. That's what I love. Professional. That is a. That's right. I love the professional thing. Isn't yes. that a good thing, Zach? You That's like it? That's not bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to coin Thank that. Yeah, All right, well, I tell you this. Wait till we have this second headline. I'm sure this is going <laughs> to be a um, very exciting one. So thank you, and we'll be back for the second segment of Second Shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. All righty, all right. We're back for the second segment of Second Shot. And Ooh. I am really pumped about this. This one is interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, I mean, this one right here is something that when we get done, you're going to have to Google the headline to just see the picture itself. You've got to see the picture. Um, but this second headline. I'll set this up. Okay. It's got um, six little league girls. They're probably 12 to 13 years old, probably, in this picture. And they did a Snapchat, a little snap post, I guess. Mm -hmm. The headline says, booted for flipping the bird. Harsh? Question mark. Sure. Necessary? Question mark. Absolutely. So basically, you got six 12 to 13-year-old girls mm -hmm. in little league in the dugout after the game they won, all flipping the bird to the camera. So imagine watching Little League game on television, cameras throughout the dugout, and there are several players with their middle fingers outstretched toward the opponents on the <laughs> other side. Would that warrant a disqualification of those players? So basically, the Little Leaguer stuff disqualified the entire girls' softball team after this Snapchat photo. Six of the players flipping the bird with the caption, watch out, host. Um, yeah. Watch out. And how post. old are they? They're 12. They look 12 or 13 years like old, a maybe. Girl gang. Wow. Yeah. And so they were in the 2017 Junior League Softball World Series. Mm. This team was in the it. deal for the World Series. Yeah. And now the whole team disqualified. Even though six other girls that are on the team weren't in the picture, but the whole team's yep. disqualified. And, you know, so it's saying, is this harsh? Is this necessary? And there's a lot of stuff. And then. It goes back to uh, one of the deals says there's also a lesson here that social media impact lasts even if the snap doesn't. The players on that team will probably be much more careful in the future. When the college application or job is on the line instead of Little League game, we're now in a world where Harvard has rescinded acceptances for social media behavior and Penn State dropped a football prospect for his online present. Do you think that was too harsh or necessary? Nope, I think it was necessary. I think it's exactly how, as the headline read. You know, you can lose a job, you lose friends, you can lose relationships. I mean, and we're talking about personal branding, all people have is what you put out there. And social media, even if you delete it, it lasts forever. It really does. And so 
first of all, it's poor sportsmanship. I mean, the, the girls, that's just poor sportsmanship. And so I think just from a um, make an example, they had to do it because now you're setting the tone that it's okay to actually act to behave that way. But also, more importantly, these young ladies, where they are in the position of kind of heading to the big championships are kind of leadership roles. So therefore, you have to act like a leader. You have got other, other people looking at you. So I don't think it was too harsh. What about the other girls that are not in the photo that their chances are lost because of it? I think it, it, it proves a point that, you know, as a team, it's team effort, right? Yep. So when you win something, you all win together. When you lose, you also lose together, too. So I think it also gives them a great example to you better not do this as well right you can't play a baseball game with six girls yeah like it's mm -hmm. unfortunate i wish there were other girls to play in their place but like yep. what are you gonna do and I, the other one the other girls might have done it too you don't know if they yep. were all together that's true i'll tell you this it makes me so happy <laughs> to hear wow. the outcome of it because we're finally yeah. giving consequences mm -hmm. to our children that's right i'm seeing a, a slight sliver of hope that some <laughs> parents in today's world mm -hmm are actually giving consequences to children instead of coddling them and making them feel like the world is all a safe space. That's right. It's not. I Unfortunately, agree. it's not. Yeah, and and I, that's the reality. And I have done some social media classes for young ladies and their teens. Some of the things that they tweet, I, I'm even embarrassed by it. Like, I, have, don't, I didn't even think like that at 12. So you really do need to start early with, this is the impact of social media. This is what happens when you tweet or when you post something. And these are the repercussions. So you can't start too early now, which is, you see six-year-olds with smartphones now. So you can't start too early teaching this lesson. I was thinking about it now having a three-month-old daughter. <laughs> I would snatch her up so <laughs> fast. The fury of me would be... <laughs> Not good for her. Yes. So no matter what, there. I love the fact that we are mm -hmm. finally holding kids accountable. You're gonna be a tough dad. Huh? Oh, she is. She's <laughs> oh, not gonna yes. be doing no flipping yes. the bird on on a picture. Yes. I can tell you that. Yeah. And and I hope that all of those parents mm -hmm. were extreme. I, I I don't know how this ends up coming to play. Like the poor sportsmanship alone, the leadership of that team. That what happens to how six girls get in there and flip the bird at 12 years old is beyond me. I'm just proud though that. We didn't try to have this really safe space um, recant about it that, you know, look, oh, they just mm -hmm. made a mistake. We're going to let them go forward because my dad always told me, he goes, you know, son, you always got to be careful about who's in your truck. If you don't smoke pot and they got pot in their pocket and you get pulled over mm -hmm. and um, you're both going to jail. And the headline would read, Heath Oaks and so-and-so in that's jail right. for pot, whether or not you had anything to do with it. So that's what I like about mm -hmm. this is say, it's putting that statement that, look, I, I, it sucks for those other girls. Yep. But what's good is it's going to make it worse for those ones involved in this photo because they not only now have to deal with this public scrutiny, they have to deal with their parents, but they have to deal with their other teammates being extremely mad. I love the fact that it's going to teach them what real life is about. Mm -hmm. Actions have consequences. Well, just only imagine what's on their individual pages because a lot <laughs> of times their pages are private because yep. their parents make them. But can you only imagine what they've posted on the individual? So this will hopefully make them think about what they're posting on them themselves. But also, you know, I'm from the South as well. And we, when we would get in trouble, we had a public embarrassment. Yes. And so you need to be, you need to be humiliated. Like my parents did us when yep. we got in trouble. Like we got a butt whooped right there in front That's of everybody. Right. Yeah. We had my grandmother, we had to go get a switch off yep. the tree and she would do it in front of everybody. You so. know, it's funny you said that, <laughs> that literally was, a, my wife was a, just she could not believe the switch thing <laughs> i told someone else too and they go that sounds that's child abuse i was like uh-huh yeah. it was <laughs> and, and yes. it kind of was and yeah. if you went and picked the two small of that's the one, right you had to go, go back and get, get one yes <laughs> Heath, i know yeah. no I, one understands my pain but i'm gonna tell you this <laughs> i'm not a scarred person no you know what i mean like it's you know it's not the end of the world i, I mean think you're it, doing okay yeah i mean <laughs> and at the end of the day and it's corporal punishment or not there are consequences to your that's actions. Right. That's what has to be taught. Whether or not you believe it is 
um, a quiet time into whatever, mm -hmm. however you believe the discipline needs to be. The fact of the matter is there needs to be consequences because in real life, you cannot be there to protect your kids. That's right. Now, what do you what is your thoughts around the kids and social media? I mean, we know that the kids brains are not formed. It's almost like social media is turning into a vehicle like our cars and trucks to where we have a license till they're 16 to get mm -hmm. on drive cars truck because they're not quite uh, their brains are not formed enough. Yep. Now we got kids 10, 11 years old able to do stuff that literally like this little group of girls right mm -hmm. here. This could harm them for a long time yep. and they are still kids. They have yes. a lot to learn. Where do you draw the line as parents with that stuff? You know, you what can't do you do? because this a communication channel has good things and bad things, right? It's just like driving a car. So, I mean, just as this is a negative, they can also do some amazing. That's the amazing part about social media. Yes, you can kind of screw up today, uh, but tomorrow they can also kind of regroup. That's what social media allows you to do. So you can kind of control it and make it go the direction you want. So now they really need to be really um, targeted on what they post now. But parents, you can't control it. It's a communication channel like phone and email. So if you control it, they're going to do it anyway. So this is about monitoring it and making sure you communicate with them that, you know, what you post lasts forever. I want to give this little, the, the, the softball term, y'all, huge congrats. I mean, because mm -hmm. this throws a big wrench into everything. This makes it uneasy for a lot of people. There's That's a right. lot of people who poured a lot into it that this was not an easy decision, but That's yet right. it was the right decision that needed to be made. And I'm glad to see that we have more consequences coming into it. And I think that as a parent, I'm going to be trying to figure out this whole social media stuff with my kid as she gets older as well. And it's a tough one to really kind of walk that line on. It is. Professional. Professional. <laughs> even, even even when they're kids, 12 that's years right. old. And yes, this was necessary. And you should have been booted <laughs> for flipping the bird. I'm sorry for the other girls on the team. But next time, next next time you'll pick your team a that's little bit right. different. I promise you that. So we'll be back for the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. All righty. Welcome back to the third segment. Today we're going to do a little bit different because I want you to get to know more about um, our co-host. And uh, she has an extreme amount of knowledge to give us on branding. And I think that everybody listening to this podcast um, needs to know more about branding. And I guarantee they all have questions. But a little bit on Jasmine is that she's the president of the Darby James Agency and a digital publisher, branding, mm -hmm. marketing. She comes from right. a, a big marketing background. She's extremely well connected into the city of Dallas. Almost everything going on in the city of Dallas, I feel like Jasmine has some part of. And she's been gracious enough to have me on some of the stuff that she's done. And I'm going to let her give some of the things that she really publishes out that you may want to go follow and click on. Um, but also, uh, recently, just not too long ago, CEO, you were named CEO for Launch DFW, which yes, is huge. It is. So maybe tell our listeners a little bit more about you, kind of uh, more in depth than what I just did. Yeah, sure. So I was worked a corporate job and was laid off about, actually, it'd be 10 years this year, which is nuts. But um, I did marketing and branding then for a large insurance company, was laid off. I 
call it laid off. Some people say fired. That's whoever your <laughs> what, pr- perspective. Whatever you choose. Sure. <laughs> but I didn't know I was going to start a business, but both my parents have companies or entrepreneur in some way. So it's always kind of been in our blood. And so I started an agency kind of small and it's kind of grown over the you know last decade. But it was first started off with just basic marketing, strategic marketing events. And I realized there was a need for people from branding. Personal branding got big around four or five years ago. So I started yep. helping people kind of how they want to craft their messaging, how they want people to perceive them. And then I started had companies started reaching out. And I realized people and companies are the same thing. We yep. all have a message. We all are worried about how people perceive us. And we all want to sell something or connect in some way. There's a lot of ways to use social media mm-hmm. for finding business leads and, and all of these things. And I feel like there's a lot of companies and people that are way behind on that. For sure. I think it's fear, as with most things. You know, you, you see people talking about social media. You think people are just taking pictures of their food yeah. or out social. And it's it really is another communications channel. It's kind of how I tell clients, right? You've got email, which I still love email as, far as a big source yep. of kind of connecting people. But it's just another channel. And you don't have to be on every platform. I mean, some people are. That takes a lot of work and yeah. a lot of creativity because you've got to have a different message and a different strategy for each channel. But if you can't be on every channel, just pick one so it's, and do a great. It, so it's one of those that you, you would would you suggest that people out there that it's not a just throw everything out there. Find what really makes sense most to you, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And it took me a while to figure out what I would use all of those for. Yep. And and then whenever I kind of did, there's some that I do more on than others. What are types of clients of yours? What Who do you work with the most? Or are they just uh, single people? Are they companies? And yeah. kind of give them us examples of what you do with them. You know, it's really kind of been all over the place. I mean, I, I've had individual CEOs that are coming from one industry that are want to brand themselves because they're at one, she was a, a performing artist and now she's the head of a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So kind of crafting her to kind of be taken a little bit more serious. And that was the branding of her images, of even the profile names that she's got, her profile descriptions on her social channels. And then I've worked with some of really large universities and it's about us kind of how do you attract students? And more importantly, how do you diversify the students? One of the schools I've worked with, mm-hmm. they actually were trying to get more online students, which typically tend to skew older. And so yep. us kind of looking at all the images and kind of what channels are we using? If it skews older, I mean, Facebook is still kind of a the kind of the go-to for yep. an old, a little bit older. Instagram is a little bit younger audience. So we use both of those channels, Instagram to get the younger students excited about attending. And we use Facebook to kind of track those newer, older students. Would you say that there is a lot of times when you have clients that come to you that they tell you what they want their brand to be, but when you go look at everything online, that would you say that probably most of the time it's completely opposite? It's not what they're wanting to put out? Like, is that a big thing? Yeah, definitely. You know, the people who um, have too much going on, I usually have to scale them back. And then people who have a superstar sitting on a pile, they are too busy working. And I'm actually the per- the worst example i'm like a hairstylist whose hair is not done because <laughs> i'm doing so much work that i always focus on my own social and I'll ha- i have to i'm like oh shoot i need to be posting too but it's because i'm actually out there doing it yeah so i even think now it's like you've got to have a strike a good balance between living it and doing it and also doing you know actually social some people spend so much time posting that they're gurus and and leading all this boss babe that's the big hashtag yep, too now yep. but you've actually got to actually be a boss babe offline too yeah so and what I love, too, about Jasmine, she does a lot in the uh, women's leadership, um, you know, just arena in general yeah. of uh, pushing with women leadership and stuff. And you're always very good at the way you dictate everything that you say and do. You don't come off as the I'm woman, hear me roar, like yeah. in uh, that that like over the top. Mm-hmm. You come in and say, look, I'm 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 a leader, at whether yeah. male, female, whatever. And I, and I really appreciate that about you. I've always liked that. And 
so give us a little more about the CEO thing of Launch DFW. Yeah. What, is, what is Launch DFW? What is that title going to be? What are you going to be doing really? And, yeah. and how does that work? So, you know, what's interesting when you really focus on your brand and it's an authentic place, opportunities come your way. I think that's what I've always tried to tell people that if you're doing it authentically and not forced, that people are naturally going to find you because they can kind of see and do, see and understand what you're doing. And so I was reaching out, wanting to kind of do some more coverage on, for a blog I was working on for more tech companies. I wanted some research on how many startups we had here and I ended up meeting with the founder and we started talking and of course me being an A type, I was providing all yeah. these suggestions. And then of course and he's like, you know, we really love your assistance and kind of taking it to the next level. So it's really exciting. And it's it's started in two thousand nine and it's basically kind of like a daily news site that really talks about the tech startup community here. But what I'm really excited about is kind of diversifying that. So it's launched DFW and we've really focused on just Dallas, but the this tech startup community is growing around the North Texas. So I'm excited about kind of reaching out to those different communities to kind of see who's creating what, what kind of innovative ideas do we have here. And also to diversifying. It's been kind of a young white dude kind of situation yep. at Launch DFW. Yep. And there's lots of like people, women, yep. there's older too. That's the interesting thing. I've been finding a lot of people starting companies their second career in their 40s and 50s, which is kind of dynamic too. You know, the whole diversity thing is such a massive issue. How do you do it without forcing a round peg into a square hole? You yeah. know, like you would never want a job mm -hmm. because you were a, a African-American female. Right. Would I agree? That's right. 100%. There's mm -hmm. no way you'd want it because of that. That's right. You'd want it if you're the best person, That's no matter right. what. How do these companies and stuff diversify without pushing the round peg in the square hole? I think not using the word diversity gotcha. is the first one. And two, when I always am invited to speak, they'll invite me to come speak on a diversity um, conference, whatever. There's usually no white males in that because it, it, if it says diversity, you almost feel like you're not sure if it's part of me. So what I w suggested to this conference I spoke at was you should say how to make money and, and make a ton of money in a short period of time that's going to get people there and then you've got the whole audience there as opposed to making it about diversity because it's like it's like going to church sometimes when it's like i got it i got it yeah no cussing i get it you know you, yeah. you need a break from it so having making the, the discussion more broad and then just incorporating it with everything that not making it separate that's kind of been my what's been successful for me somebody that has a small business or trying to to, to be the next chad prather or something mm -hmm. for instance right um you know he just started putting content out there what he did and yeah. it just went crazy for him what what are the couple no nos and the couple you need to be doing what what if they're just the short i know it's obviously much yeah. broader but if somebody's thinking they know they got to make that move into branding themselves what are the main points of doing it and not doing it yeah so a big one is not looking at likes i actually was just talking to a friend of mine and he's just started this brand and he's ch checking his instagram every second for likes and to me it's that whole if you build it they will come yeah so you've got to build it like you've got fifty thousand followers when you only have five so focus on good quality content and they will come you can't look at the likes that's when you will get trapped building content i think is that's key. right and consistently Bring value that's right every day post something you know yeah. got to post something of quality the other piece too is is to to be to be targeted right so you don't need to be everything to everyone right yep. so kind of be like who who would i like to hang out with who would yep. i like to read my stuff and start off with that first i yep. think that's a good good strategy gotcha i love it i love all this information jasmine tell our listeners where they can find you tell yeah. us where your companies are the things that you your digital publications you got they can go look up yeah tell us all about it so launch dfw um you can go to launch dfw.com and that's a daily news site we're looking for startups to feature and profile will be great my agency is thinkdarbyjames.com you can find out all of the work we're doing and also connect with me there as well thank you so much and heath thank oaks you. you can look me up at heath oaks ignorance on fire and 
secondshotcast at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, or anything that you've got about the episode, and we'll answer your questions on the next episode. Again, thank you so much. Thank you, Jasmine, thank for coming. Thank you. I had a great time. It. Y'all have a good one. Until the next time, a second shot. destination for premium talk radio.